Conversation with H, and we have not the Robos, but the Robos. We have the Robos people, the amazing Tafari and Sharina, both who are teachers, both who had a baby in a during a global pandemic. Not only that, you got doozy talks. Sharina, we're waiting for the album because the vocals is you get me all up in the sky. <laughs> so, for those who don't know who you are. Who is Tafara Robinson and who is Sharina Robinson? Right, you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm Sharina and I'm a friend, I'm a daughter, a sister, a mother, um, yeah, a teacher. A singer. A singer, come, come. <laughs> talk, 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 <laughs> fashion, you get me lifestyle. Talk, talk them through it, man, talk them through it. <laughs> she's, t- she's way too Chill vibes, chill vibes. <laughs> So I don't really uh, let, me, let me do my little call. Um, I'm Tafari, um, aka Doozy Nugget, all of that. Um, I, there's a lot of things that I could say that I am, but I'm really just Tafari, you know, and outside of that, it extends as friend, husband, father, mm. um, confidant, you know, um, motivational speaker, little thespian, you know, um, fashions, mm. but you know, not, nothing that's like, that nobody else can't do or achieve. I hear that. I hear that. But before you two became a couple, what was your criteria for a partner that you both had? Well, me, me and my brother used to say that the person, and it was a little running joke between us, that the person has not talent, that they have to be a virgin, <laughs> that, you know, they, that they, um, you know, can't have any kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, that they have to have a job. And the criteria was mad still. I wish I, <laughs> I, wish I um, pulled it up to read it. I've got it somewhere. Um, but before that, I think, because I, I wasn't really looking, I didn't really care. But then when I came across it, mm. I said, okay, this person has to be um, God-fearing, um, has to be talented, mm. has to have, you know, either have a aspiration so if they're not currently working then at least be studying mm. um and just be just be open and honest really yeah i think mine's the same as well like mine's not the generic you have to be tall dark handsome <laughs> brown eyes and um, <laughs> yeah i think it's i think mine's more of what um Tafara i said about god fearing and um, have a drive work ethic and stuff like that mm. So what made you two realise that this is the person I want to be with for the rest of my life? I know we've missed a big part. We've missed the chunk where, you know, you two older brothers were best friends at school. They used to do the loved off Michael Jackson. We've missed that you guys went to school together. We've missed that all of these kind of things. But talk to me, talk me through that and then talk me through how you, when you realise that Sharina Tafara is one for you, Tafara Sharina is the one for you. Yeah, so our, our brothers, uh, Sharina's older brother, my younger brother, were best friends. And there was another youth, so there was three of them. Mm. Um, always in the um, playground, like, dancing. And everything was Michael jackson orientated. <laughs> Get me from the way that they both dance, dress, walk. <laughs> everything was Michael Jackson. And I was like, bro, you got to snap out of <laughs> 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 Well, 
what that that was their thing you get me mm. um and that's the only person I, I really remember is is Sharina's brother um you know I don't remember Sharina being there oh or, really mm-hmm. and Nika would have been there as well yeah, yeah like my older sister yeah. my older sister would have been there um and so they just they didn't register to me that they were family um Serena's mum used to come in and I love telling this story because <laughs> I just think <laughs> I don't know it's so funny to me, honestly. it's just hilarious like on the non-uniform days Serena's mum used to come in and drop off their clothes for non-uniform day and I'm thinking why don't you just wear the clothes to school like everybody else <laughs> like it don't make sense and she used to come at like break time or lunch time so I always used to see her there was like this bush thing and you could just see her walking through hold on hold on so does that mean you wore your school clothes to school on non-uniform day, and then you had to get changed. Yeah. I actually don't know what. Yeah, I, I actually don't know why. I need that to make sense. Like, make it make sense. Oh my gosh! Anyway, carry on. That was mad. And so, yeah, that's what I remember of um, well, not even Sheena, but of her, her mom and her brother. Years later, when um, I finally, you know, became a Christian mm. or a, a proper. Um, Christian and began to live that lifestyle um, we just happened to end up going to the same um, organisation of churches and so my mum was in Smoheed and Sharina's mum was in Handsworth and and one of the deacons was saying ah um, but I come down and I was like yeah cool like it's only down the road <laughs> went there <laughs> went there um, when the when this service was over Sharina's brother tapped me but I didn't know who he was because it's been like over like 10 years or some some madness like that anyway yeah. so i don't know what he looks like um he's tapped me and i'm like you you know how i stay h i'm like who's this who's this who's, who's touching me i'm like so i'm staring at him and my, my brain isn't registering who this is so i'm just staring at him like this ah oh, that's what you're gonna do farah yeah. <laughs> but i'm like i don't know who this is with church it's like, church so bad it's church Bro, I just come out of a tarrying service. You get me holy ghost sweat, wash me. I was tired, hungry. I was like, nah, I'm trying to go home, wash my skin and eat. Who's this tapping me, man? Uh. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I tapped, man. I'm like, is this? And then, like, he's explained. I'm like, oh, no doubt. That's that's Darren. Mm. So then I was like, oh, yeah, cool, cool. So then um, we did start running in the same circle. So I don't know, which is the thing where I was there every first, every Tuesday. Um, Darren was a part of the projects who were mainly based um, or the mainly the members were based at my church mm. and so we're always crossing paths and um, youth service the odd um, Sunday service here and there or whatever um, and then Sharina started running in our circles she said that she wasn't trying to look me oh, but she most oh, definitely oh, was and I, oh, I remember this one time yeah I remember this one time we said like me Darren and all my bedrooms were like oh yeah we're going to um, we're going to Star City yeah yeah Get me and they were like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Somehow, Sharina jumps in the car with um one of my bedrooms and it's just there. We go upstairs, and then I'm like, Where did we go? Um, Tinsel Town, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we're all chilling now, and then Sharina happens to just end up on my table, <laughs> and there's bare space <laughs> magically. Somehow, you you let me know whether or not you was looking me or not. Sounds like you was looking him still. I ain't gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie. If that if that's what you guys want to believe, <laughs> <in>. all right. <laughs>
So that's how you. So that's how you guys started. She was looking. <laughs> so that's how you guys started. <laughs> Sharida, according to Tafara, Sharida was 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 looking you. Sharida, how did it start for you then? Uh, the same. Oh, Tafara was looking you. He was not in the beginning. Nah, not in the beginning. I wasn't interested. You know what? I tell no lie. Sharina used to roll with this girl. And I thought Sharina was a hoe. And I said, she can't be with me. She can't be no hoe. I can't believe you thought that. Look at this love story. I, I, I didn't give up any of those vibes either. So I can't, I don't, it's mad to me how you thought that. I feel, yeah, you didn't give up the vibe, but it's like the company you keep any. It's association, guilty by association. It's one of yeah, yeah, ones. you get it. I hear that. So basically, so you guys kind of... But in the beginning, I wasn't looking nobody. <laughs> so you catch each other's eye. That's what we've realised. Both of you looking at each other. Obviously, Tafari said not in the beginning, but eventually you was looking at each other. So how did you get to the point where you're like, yo, this is the person that I can do life with? Um, I, we started messaging on Facebook, mm. but just as friends, but then things started to get more serious. And then um, there was a time where we separated and Sharina dashed me away she doesn't like to say she dashed me away <laughs> yeah I just felt like we were prioritizing um us over God and I was like nah I can't have that so I just cut things off yeah. and um I just took that time to reflect and and build back up my relation with God mm. and um seek him to ask him if this was the way to go no that's good still that's good but even before then before we even like became um a thing on Ita, like I wasn't interested in getting a girlfriend. I weren't interested in marriage. Mm. Um, and literally my main focus was to go to church and and find God and build a relationship with God. You get me? Um, and I was having, I'm a dreamer, so God was giving me these dreams, and I was like, I don't know what these mean. Mm. Um, and then you know I was trying to like piece it all together. Um, and then it was basically God saying that Sharina was the one for me. Mm. Um, and then so I remember on a Sunday service, I, I, the service went off um, and I prayed real quick and I said, God, if this is it, let me know what I'm what, like, if this is it mm. and what I'm going to do after. Um, and then I went to Sharina and I said, I like you. I'm not sure if you like me. Um, I'm trying to like, you know, see where this goes and where it develops. I've got my answer from God. Now I need to... Um, and now I need you to 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 seek um God and see what He says. That's bold, you know. You pushed her to seek God because you was like, "Listen, I know what I want." Now I need you to be sure. So you have your conversation over there, <laughs> and then come back to me, and then we can we can circle back and have a conversation together. So then you guys end up being together for about two years before you get married. Something like that. Yeah. Mm, about two years. Like so you get married. You've been married for four years now. So as you're in this kind of marriage process, what was the best and worst advice you received about being married? I think the best advice for me was communication. You hear that all the time. But yeah, for me, the best advice was communicate. And you don't know how, how important that is until you're in the situation. And mm. um, for me, in the beginning, I found it hard to communicate. Um, I was always thinking, what's the far I going to say how's he gonna feel and for me i don't like hurting people's feelings Got so you. i'd rather bottle them off and me just talk with them so yeah. and that was mad because i like somebody who to be direct with yeah, me and yeah. just let me know where i stand mm. so that communication thing why that was the thing <laughs> that was 
Um, I think the worst advice was when people say two things. Yeah, <laughs> keep God at the center. Well, duh. <laughs> That's the whole point we hit. You get me. That goes without saying. <laughs> you get me. And then the second worst advice was probably um, don't go to don't go to bed angry. Well, what if I'm tired? Mm. <laughs> tired. You get me. And then so if we're both tired, then we have we're being irrational. You get me. So let us rest mm. and then address it. Um, you know, together. The best advice um I received was. Um, my virgin's asking me, is this what I want to do? Mm. And that was right up until the very moment before I even like on the wedding day, all suited and booted, mm. you get me ready to walk down the aisle. And they said, are you sure you want to do this? And that was the best advice. And people think that's crazy, but not realizing how serious of a commitment this uh, marriage is, you get me. Um, and instead of saying, oh yeah, this is going to be fantastic and, and sunshine and, mm. and daffodils, like they were saying, no, far right, this is serious. Are you sure you want to do this? Because if not, we can get off and jump on a plane right now. <laughs> That's crazy. Because you, you know what it is as well? Especially, let's go, go back to the advice thing. Some people give advice that they've just heard someone say. Mm. And it's not something that they've actually lived or something that they've been through. They're just like, oh, that person said that. So, oh, <laughs> no, when I see a couple, okay, I got, I got my advice. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah, my yeah. advice set up. And sometimes, sometimes the, the advice is good. But when you don't, when you're given advice a lot of the time and it's not based off experience, sometimes the advice just comes off like flimsy, like, mm. like you haven't got heart in it. So it's just like, okay, I hear you, but let's not focus on what you said, but thank you. Yeah. Let's move over here. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And then the thing with what Tafara is saying about when his friends asked him about the commitment, some people think, because I've been boyfriend and girlfriend for five, 10, 15 years, marriage is just going to be exactly the same and mm-hmm. so much changes so much changes it's crazy and i've spoken to couples who had kids been together 16 17 18 years and they said as soon as they got married so much change so much re- reliability so much communication lines had to change like you can't just walk out now you can't just be like yeah i'm going you can't do that because now there's a commitment that you've made in the eyes of god um, and I think that's in the, it's important. It's important. But have you guys kind of noticed that with your friends, especially to fire your friends being married, have you guys noticed that having a community of you know married people has been has helped you guys as well in terms of your marriage? Yeah, and, definitely. And how? Because because they have definitely yes, because they have the understanding of this commitment is forever, and um, you know you can't just walk out you know and not return or you can't just like dash it away and, and start again we don't believe in divorce mm. you get me um and if we if we were to divorce we don't believe in remarriage unless the person dies you get me mm. and so that's something that that we're we're like heads up on um and my brethren's believe as well and so um having that community that understands that and having a community who understands the seriousness of marriage and is also married is it just dropping advice because it sounds good or because they've heard it, but because they're living, you get me? Mm. Um, because they they can, I can go to them with a problem and say, man, me and Shreena just ain't on the same page. We just don't know how to communicate. Mm. And they can say, oh man, I was having this issue as well. This is what we did. It might not work for you, but try this, try that. You get me? And so definitely, because it also didn't make me feel like I was alone. Yes. You get me? I was going to say the same. 
And it all comes, as you said, it comes down to experience. They was able to give you advice based on what they'd experienced, but they also gave you the option and said, listen, this is what, I work, this is what worked for us, but it might not work for you, but try it. And then what happens is you end up finding a middle ground that works for, for you two compared to what worked for them. What's one thing that you guys learned about whilst being married that no one told you about? You know what, that you're, I would say for me that you're constantly changing and learning each other. Mm. And I don't think anybody nobody said that um and we didn't really see that you see me I didn't grow up with people who who were married I didn't see people um growing up Mm. that were married you know I saw people who were together but but that didn't mean anything because maybe they were together a week yeah not together a month blah blah so um I just remember my auntie and uncle were married but it wasn't because um they were Christians and and God you know was at the center of that it's because they've been together for a long time I suppose love was the main thing and then they got married. Mm. Um, but I didn't have any examples of that. Um, and so nobody really said that you're actually continuously learning each other. You get men. So the same person that you marry on your wedding day, is going to change maybe on the honeymoon mm. and then change a month after and then change in another year. You get men. So you're constantly having to, to um, understand that that person constantly changes. Mm. Trina? Um, that you're not single anymore so everything I do I have to involve Safari I can't be just like okay I'm putting my coat and I'm getting out of the house mm. I have to let Safari know okay well I listened to this podcast in particular and it's um the love hour I think you guys was there as well um mm-hmm. and um Kev on stage was talking about in on this particular episode he was saying that he had been with his wife for about 16 years and he knew one version of her so when she then changed and she became essentially 2.0, he didn't realize that the evolution was happening. So certain things that would work before, certain excuses that worked before, certain things that you'd said, or you know, if you'd done certain, if you had certain actions and it didn't match up to what you were saying, all those things didn't work in the in the 2.0 version. And one of the things that I don't think we, especially as black Christians, are talk about enough is that. The person that I married when when they were 21 is or 25 or or 30 isn't the same person that you know grew up, had kids when I was 50, 55, 60. And you know, we're going to church and we're we're sitting by each other, but we're not we're not the same people. We've grown and we've evolved and and we don't have those kind of conversations. Do you feel like yeah. you guys had mentors in terms of like older couples? Like I, I don't know how that would work, Shereen, if we start with you. Do you feel like you guys had mentors at, at any point in time? Not really. I just used to look at people and say, oh, they've got a good relationship. I'd aspire something yeah. like that. But no, not really. Farah? No. All, all examples were trash. <laughs> <laughs> but no. What does trash I mean, mean? You know what? what does trash look like, um, though? Like, it, it, it didn't look, it didn't look happy. Mm. Um, and then when I was trying to get, you know, genuine advice, it was, oh, everything's okay. And then two weeks down the line, there's some big old scandal or, uh, you know, there's some big old, you know, thing happening. And I was like, oh, Ralph, he said this was fun. Mm. Like, you didn't talk about those nitty gritties. You didn't say how hard it was. And if only somebody just was like, you know what? It's the best decision I've ever made. It's work. Mm. But this is what I want to do. Then I would have been more, you know, receptive to that um advice Hmm. but 
I, I didn't have many examples, honestly. And the only examples that I had were my friends who were getting married at the time. Mm. And that's crazy as well, because one of the things that we, we, we should be talking about in just in general is that it's hard work, but as long as you marry the right one, it's worth it. And sometimes yeah. we, we look at it like it's hard work, but we should still get married. But realistically, it's like, yo, if you marry the wrong one, and that thing mash up, and then you're just mm-hmm. like, okay. Because that's what people spiral and they go, you know what, marriage isn't for me because they married the wrong one or they married them in the wrong time. So they rush what God's yeah. plan was. And we have to be careful in terms of with our generation and generations coming before us that we don't follow the same examples that where we lacked above us from, from a mentorship standpoint. Um, but in terms of God and faith, I want to talk about how important is that to you guys in your marriage? They're very important. I think we've seen the effects of when we do put God first mm. and then when we don't put him first. Um, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all things mm. will fall into place. And yeah, I just believe that wholeheartedly. I don't think, I don't even think I'd be moved to far right if it wasn't God to be honest. <laughs> that's the first thing that attracted me about him was his love and thirst for God. Mm. Farah, how important is God and faith? Yeah, same. And why? Yeah, I think it's mad important to have the same belief system, um, because that's one thing that is just a non-negotiable. You get me? Um, There's going to be other things that we can sit down and we can say. So, say for instance about disciplining, um, Azariah, we can say, okay, what do you think? This is what I think. We can disagree, but then we can try to come to an understanding. But whereas faith, like I don't, unless that person is has a, a willingness to change or mm. a heart for God um, and believes that belief, then like just we can't mm. compromise on that. So that was definitely important to me. What's one piece of advice you guys would give to Couples around our age, newly married couples coming up, what's one piece of advice you each would give? Um, just learn your partner, learn what they like, learn their love language. Like, if the father likes gifts, um, you want to know what gifts he likes. There's no point going to the shop, buying him a watch, and then when he receives the watch, he doesn't <laughs> like it. Mm. So learn them, because they're That's constantly changing. That's good. Far yeah, right. one piece of advice is to speak... Um, sound counsel you get me so not just like the older heads but mm. people who might think like you and um, people who might have the same circumstance as you who maybe have the same background as you mm. and sit with them um and and gain some understanding and see what you see what you want to take from them and see what you say like nah that's not for me no, like that's, proper advice nah that's good that's good and as, as it comes back to the kind of the proper advice the right mentors the right people in place so you can go to people and have that kind of conversation did you guys have like marriage counseling we did oh oh far right face and you laughing Shrina. how did that go considering and i'll backtrack in terms of the conversation what i'm asking considering you guys say you didn't really have any mentors to look up to considering tafara you said that you're the people that you look to uh, around you in terms of friends the fact that you had marriage counseling speaks volumes so how was it for you guys well the original counsel counselors that we wanted didn't fall through um i don't know why that didn't happen mm. 
but the one that we did go to, we we love them, you know, yeah. um, with with everything that is in us. But the session was 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 rubbish. Yeah. I mean, I only had one session, and when we went there, I felt like me personally, I felt like it was what's wrong with Tafara? What can Tafara change? What is it about me, me, me? Um, and nothing was geared towards Sharina. Previously, yeah, just now, Sharina mentioned about she dashed me away like she left. Mm. Um, and so that was always a thing of mine about, you know, that not a worry, but a concern, so mm. to speak. And I was like, okay, she's done it once. What's to say she's not going to do it again? Mm. You get me? So when I raised that, it was like, oh, but why do you feel like this? Oh, it must be something within you. Oh, you, we need to sit down alone. And I was just like, bro, mm-hmm. like, it's not because like I'm I'm insecure or there's, there's something wrong with me. It's because this is what's happened. Mm. And so that's a concern of mine at this very moment. And it could possibly happen again. Mm. Um, and so that was it. So I didn't feel I didn't feel like it was helpful at all. Yeah, it was good advice, but not necessarily not necessarily the right advice. Oh, that's nice. Good advice, but not the right advice. That's good, you know. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's crazy because certain people say that they have so many different experiences with marriage counselling. Um, for me, me and my wife, we had you like our marriage counselling was great. The first session, I didn't want to do it first and foremost. I went on it because I was like, I ain't trying to chat my business to two people I don't really know like that. Um, but she was like, nah, let's do it. Like it's important. So I was like, okay, whatever. That first session, I just let it or I was just let it all out. I was like, okay, cool. If we're gonna run this thing, let's run this thing properly. So when we finished the session. It was like, that's our best session that we've had. And I was just like, listen, if you're going to come to me and say you're doing marriage counselling and true say I'm going to marry this woman and be with this woman for the rest of my life, I need to lay it all out on the table right now. Because if we don't do that, we're going to have problems come year two or year three. We're going to have problems that we didn't discuss in marriage counselling. And I'm going to be like, who do I go to? Or what do I say? Or how do I manoeuvre in this situation? So marriage counselling for me was great. If you don't get the right people who allow you to open up in that kind of space, it can be very dangerous, but everyone has different experiences. And that's why it's really important, the mentors and having the right counselors around you and the right people around you. But now I want to move into how your careers, your creative talents, let's start talking about that. So you're both teachers. How did you both go into teaching? You get me? How did, how did the teacher marry the teacher? Like, talk, talk, what's going on here? Talk to me. <laughs> I don't know, coincidence. You got to tell Because we went to the same school again. No. <laughs> nah, um, you got to tell Hitch about the juice bar. <laughs> the juice bar? What you're trying to apply for, the juice bar. That's got nothing to do with <laughs> Nah, okay. So I was applying for just jobs. I wanted to be, I wanted to work in the school, but I, I was. Oh, hold on, hold on. This is, this is before you even thought about doing teaching or anything like that. Or oh, this is during, mm. this is wild. This is during the in process. In the mix of. Okay. Yeah, during the process. So I was applying for schools as well as other, other jobs, jobs that I didn't even see myself doing. So I applied for this juice bar um, job. Um, I got to the second stage where I had to write a jingle um, of a song about juices. And I didn't, I didn't get through. Wait, so, did you write the song? No, yeah. No, no, I didn't. That's why I didn't get through. Oh, <laughs> so the thing that I asked you to do. I was just like, this is so weird. I was like, one day. This is this this is this is, isn't for me. The juice bar, the juice bar industry is just not for you. This yeah, is just... it isn't for me. And so um I got um a reply back from one of my CVs, which was um a school that 
I actually know very well. And okay. I'm corner from my mum and dad's house. And um, a school around the corner from where I used to go. And mm. um, I originally applied for a dinner lady, but then I I saw another post um, that was going for teacher, so I applied for that. And mm. um, and I got both. So obviously I went for the teaching one. Now, do you know how <laughs> sick that is? Do you understand how sick that is that you got? <laughs> The dinner lady post and the teacher post. Yeah, nah, that's wavy. Like, that's wavy. Oh my read gosh. My CV. <laughs> <laughs> I read my CV and it was like, is it this the same person? And it was like, your CV was the best. And I was like, thank God, because here we are. Yeah, here we are. And I think um I had good teachers when I was growing up, and oh, so yeah. it imparted in me good stuff. And so I wanted to um at least impart that into somebody else. And mm. I just love children. Absolutely adore them. No, nah, that's good still. Mm. Why? My story is a little different. <laughs> no juice bar application or nothing like that. <laughs> no, but there was many things before then, but it wasn't a juice bar. Man, I wanted to be like, first I wanted to be an actor, a physiotherapist, a drama therapist. I wanted to be an occupational therapist. Um, I wanted to be, did I say a youth worker? So I wanted to be all these things, teacher, like teaching was not on my radar at all. Um, and so I was working at this um, residential home, mm. residential children's home. And after like three months, I was like, oh, nah, this ain't for me, man. Like the hours are mad. Um, and I remember almost missing my brethren's wedding. And I was like, this is definitely ain't for me if I'm going to miss important things like this. Nah, not at all. I was like, brother, I ain't going to show up. I'm going to be at the <laughs> wedding. <laughs> and what then? Um, and so I remember applying for stuff um, via agency mm. and I remember the lady called me and she was like oh this is this um, job's going at the school for you um, if you if you want it and I was like oh yeah, yeah I do but what am I going to say to this employee um, employer and then she was just like just tell them like you're leaving and, it, um, and then you got another opportunity and I was like yo let me just take the, um, the, the jump um, and I did that um, and I was teaching assistant at um, this school for about a year and a half Mm. Um, and then I wanted to change my career um, and then I don't know I've just kind of because I was working in schools I kind of saw like I wanted to I, I cared um, a lot about you know the education of the youth but mm. also because I worked in a behavioral school um, as well I was like yo I'm mad interested in this and so um, I did teaching assisting for like three four years and I was like I need to like level up. <laughs> you get me? So I went back to um, went back to uni, studied to be a teacher. Mm. Here I am now. So, when you guys studied to be t- to to be teachers, was you guys as a couple, or was you separate, or married, or um, well, you you I think we weren't married when you got the job, but we were together. Yeah. Yeah. So Sharina got her job way before we got married. Um, mm. But me, I, I I had always had a job, but. When I was studying, um, I mean, when I wanted to become a teacher, um, mm. we were together and that was hard, man. Wow. I was working like 16, 17 hours a day because I didn't get a bursary. Yeah. Um, and so I had to, I couldn't be studying to be a teacher. You're basically working full time for free. Mm. And so I was like, I'm getting no bursary and I'm working for free, essentially. Um, ain't no money coming in the house. I don't know not. I don't know not how to work. Mm. You get me, and not know how not to provide. You get me. So I was like, I need a job. If it's part time, and I'm giving Shrina like fifty pounds, at least I know I'm giving something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
And so I found this part-time job that was uh, three days a week um, and would work that. And I think I was at the school from like half, half eight in the morning till about half three. I used to drive home, um, get showered, eat dinner, get dressed, literally, and leave the house um, and go straight to this job. Uh, leave there at 11, 11 um, in, the, in the night and then come back home, go to sleep, do it all over again. Mm. And so that was hard, man. So, yeah. so what effect did that have on you two, though, like, during that during that process, Serena? I really felt the financial burden of it, and I just was so annoyed. Sometimes I wouldn't even talk to me sometimes. I just bottled up so much, yeah. I bottled up so much things inside me, and I just, I just couldn't get it out, man. So I was just... <laughs> it was mad. Yeah, but I think, like... What I had to do was really, you know what I didn't do? I didn't sit her down and say, okay, this is what I want to do, mm. but this is the benefit of, of doing this. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, I'm going to study, but not really giving Sharina the full um, picture of that. Mm. Um, and then so it was just like, boom, I'm making this amount of money now, but now that I'm studying to be a teacher, I'm not getting a bursary and I'm getting like £400 a month. And yeah. it was like, oh, you're getting what now? <laughs> okay. But in, the end, yeah. <laughs> but in the end, I understood that and I took on that role without a problem because I knew where he wanted himself to be and us to be as a couple. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Like the bigger picture was was always us yeah. and where I want us to get to. It wasn't ever about, oh, yeah, well, I want a, a higher paying job yeah, yeah, just yeah. for me and like um, a job title to say, yeah, I'm a teacher. You get me, but it was all—it was always like, okay, boom. I want to make sure that we that uh, that we don't live what we're used to, but we can live better. Mm-hmm. You get me, and our children and and um, our grandchildren, if we have them, and you know, them types of things there. So basically, what I'm hearing is just that that starting communication just wasn't there, and it's only when you kind of got into it, you're like, yo, okay, listen. This is hold on before 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 we go too far. Let me just tell you what we do. I'm trying to do this for us, and that's always a difficult thing if you don't communicate what your plan is in your head, the bigger plan, the bigger picture. The your partner can then be like, hold on, what's happening? Yeah, and you know what's mad about that? Yeah, like about when we're talking about constantly changing. Mm. Like our communication. Um, got better but that was only for a certain aspect mm. of our relationship so maybe that communication was good for okay this is how you're feeling um okay let's communicate that instead of shutting down or mm. you know going ah, but let me give it some time whereas this type of communication was different mm. because what i needed to do was sit down and explain something and um, as opposed to sharing my feelings about something how did we get to the point where Tafari, the teacher, Sharina will come on to you with the singing and the vocals? But how do we get to a point where Tafari, the teacher, then starts doing doozy talks, starts doozy talks, stops doozy talks, restarts doozy talks? <laughs> Talk to me about doozy talks. <laughs> you know what? I first started it because I was like, all I'm seeing out here is these cheesy motivational things yeah. and nobody's keeping it 100 and I can't get nothing from this. So it was like, start your day off with a positive mindset and you'll do great. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> like, that, I can't take that advice. Like, what is re- what's really good? Mm. <laughs> like, I can't, what's that? And the people that I'm trying to reach yeah. are people that, you know, 
look like me, the people that um, I work with, that I teach, um, you know, them types of things. Mm. They're not going to respond to those types of things. I'm not responding to it. Um, and so um, I always wanted to share my story. Um, and I said, oh, what's the best way for me to do that? Mm. Because there's some heavy hitting stuff. Um, and so I was like, okay, the best way to do this is to um, do doozy talks because I, I don't mind sharing my, my truth, my life. Um, I can speak to anybody about anything. Mm. Um, and then that stops because life happens. Mm. Um, and so I'm experiencing all these, all these different things from life um, and I don't feel motivated. Um, and I'm not the type of person to be like, oh, well, I'm going to continue because it looks good. Or now nah, if I don't have, if I don't feel motivated, I can't motivate other people. Mm. Um, you know, and so that stops. And then when when life happens again, I'm like, okay, you know what? Why what what's going on? My story still needs to be told. People still need to be motivated. Okay, boom, let me start it off again. Um, and I think that kind of stems as well from um being a teacher because the types of children that I'm teaching, mm. they remind me of me when I was younger and coming to school and so I was like I didn't re I had three teachers that I can think back to who wanted me to do better and mm. um, who were tough on me but still showed me that love and respect because they wanted me to do better and so I was like yo I want to be I want to be that so what's the overall goal with Dizzy Talks what what do you want to if you was to look if you was to look say in however many years time and Doozy Talks has achieved essentially what you wanted it to. What would that look like? Um, my own school, you know. Really? I'd love to have my own school. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, with with subjects that I feel are fitting to the individual. Because mm. when I was 16 and I wanted to go after London and, and study and go to drama school, people were like, no, you can't do that. Where's the money? Um, you know, Yo, there's no money in that. Always comes so back to that, in it? Always that my dream. And so that's why I ended up having so many jobs because I was trying to find what it was that I wanted to do outside of being an actor. Um, and so I think my end goal is definitely to, to have a school where I, I, want, I want to run it the way I can. Mm. Um, and the people that are in those um, positions um, are people who, who think like me or... Um, at least have the same outcome as me. Mm. I mean, the same goal, sorry, as me. And the same passion as well, because... Definitely. With where you're at in terms of your mindset and what you're doing with Do's Talks is amazing. And I can see that it's inspiring people. No matter how short, no matter how long the video is, it inspires people to, whether it's themselves, to, to do more, whether it inspires them to to read with their kids, whether it inspires them to, you know, look at different aspects of life and be like, you know what? I can get through this day. And it's not your typical, Hey, you having a bad day? Well, Hey, come on, smile with me. <laughs> it's not the typical, it's not the typical that. So I think that's amazing what you're doing. And I think, and I've already told you that I think it's one of those things that you have to keep continuing to do. And hopefully God willing, you get to that goal that you, you want and you see um, in terms of having that school and can inspire people. Um, continually throughout the ages. Sharina, let's talk about the singing. Obviously, when we, no, 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 no. Because at the start, at the start of the episode, when I introduced you, you didn't want to say that you were singing, you know. <laughs> you know how mad that is? You didn't want to say you had no voice. I want to clap for South like a singer. Stop, stop it. Stop, stop it right, right now. Stop it right now. 
we, we bind <laughs> we bind that in the name of Jesus. Cause stop that. <laughs> so let's talk. I think you should sing something for that so no. the people can hear what's good. Mm. Anyway. Don't bury your gift. Don't bury your gift. That's the Bible. Okay, it all started. <laughs> yeah. Um, singing on the junior choir and the youth choir, um, singing at every single program going. Um, I don't think it was out of choice that I wanted to sing. I was almost bribed and forced into it. And so that led on to me having um, huge anxiety. Really? Yeah. And so I, when people asked me to sing, I would say no. Um, I used to just hide, literally hide. And, and literally, after, after this year, I've, I'm just starting to unlearn. I mean, yeah, I'm starting to, having to unpack all those things and relearn them. So I'm just at that stage now where I'm having to just learn my gift and just appreciate what God is putting me to be honest. You know what's crazy? There's so many people that start singing off in church. And because they're always the one put on the program, they're always the one put to do this and that. They might have another gift, could be preaching, could be, could be, could be the mixing desk at the back. It could be whatever their, their gift is that God has given them. It could be something else as well. But as soon as people hear you sing, or as soon as people hear you can, you, you know scriptures a little bit, they want to get you yeah. up to preach, do your 10 minute sermonette or whatever, whatever they want to call it. And then now you're stuck in that cycle because people only see you as that. And so many people have not just moved away for you. You didn't move away from church. You just stopped. You just stopped singing. So many people I know have moved away from church because people have pushed them to do something that they were like, listen, I can do more. This is not, I don't, my name isn't singer. <laughs> my name is this. That's so much more to me. And I hear this story more than you would think of people saying, I've been singing since I was about five, but I just stopped singing at the age of nine because mm -hmm. people just used to force me up there. And then it was like, okay, because I stopped singing, people stop, stop, you know, checking for me, start looking out for me. And it's like, hold on. People only check you if your gift is on display. That's yeah, crazy. Well. That's crazy to me. But that's how sometimes it, it happens to people. And it's crazy that you when you when you were saying your story, I'm like, yo. This ain't just like a one person, two person thing. This is a continuous. So, so as you said, you're getting back into learning your gift. How difficult was that period? Because personally speaking, your voices, you get me? I like voices. I'm, I'm someone who likes voices. My son likes voices. He's heard bad singing, started crying. He's good singing. He will sit there, not move. So me and my son know voices. <laughs> you have an amazing voice but how hard was it to hold that gift away because of the anxiety very hard um, I mean I wouldn't sing anywhere ask me to sing at church people would phone me can you sing here I'd say no um, and I just get huge huge anxiety and the burden of it is, is too much but then I, I felt like I was saying no to God and mm. that made me even more um, of a burden and so this pandemic has good sides to it, but bad as well. Um, I think it's taught me to just let go and just let God, because it's not 
it's not for me it's for mm. others and the amount of people that have said to me oh Sharina how can you not sing you no more not knowing the root of it and so I had to go back to find out what the root cause was and yeah it stemmed from there that's mad so how important is it on to the next question is the support of Tafara, especially in those types of moments with your gift supporting you with your talent how, how important is that and why yeah, very important I think you ex- the people that you expect to support you don't support you mm. and so if nobody else is going to support me then I know that Tafara is always in my corner and I know that he's my biggest fan <laughs> they're always encouraging me to say Sharina we need videos where's the videos come on <laughs> You need to do something. We need a video still. We need the videos. Like, like, oh, now oh, nah, we need the videos. Oh, now nah, yeah, I'm big video YouTube, which we'll come and talk to us about in a video. Uh, got pressure, no, videos. no pressure, no pressure. We're not trying to give you no pressure. But don't, don't, don't. You get me? We need videos. Tavar, um, <laughs> right? How, how important is it that Sharina support should be the whole doozy talks and everything that you're trying to do with that and why? Man, it's, it's, it's important that she does because sometimes I might forget or lose sight mm. and the vision of why I started and then social media will be um, onto me like so where's the videos where's the content um, and then she'll be like and I'll be like man I'm not getting enough likes I'm not doing it and she'll be like but you're not doing it for the likes mm. like you're doing it because you know it's going to touch somebody I'm like get out of here with that wisdom man this, um, and so she, she always reminds me and keeps me grounded like you know what it's not about the likes it's not about who's supporting you who doesn't support you but it's about the one or two who are like, you know what, what you said, like, like it's, it, it hit me still and I appreciate um, what, what you put out. And that's deep because there was a man by the name of Chronix who said, do it for the love. <laughs> you don't do it for the life. You said Chronix, blood. I'm just saying. <laughs> but it's, but that, that's what can hold us back, especially when you're trying to create content, release music and those types of things. You look at the likes and you'll be like, hold on. I put all the editing, all this, all that into this video. And only 20 of you want to come like this thing? No, no, no. Re-up the thing. Re-up. Let me send this to everyone in the DMs. Re-up the likes because what's happening. And sometimes we can get lost in that. As you said, we can get lost in looking for the likes when the likes weren't why we started. The likes are not the root. They're not the foundation in terms of what we're trying to do. They're not God. Yeah. So that is so important to make sure that we have the goal always literally here. Like, what am I trying to do? What is, what, what's the plan? Okay, this is the plan, cool. Just put it out. So that's why I come back to you, Sharina, in terms of the vocals and the, the, the videos. It's not about doing it to other people's timing. It's not about people rushing you. It's not about who's gonna like it. It's not about who's gonna watch it. It's about you putting something out and not bottling up what you have and what God has given you, essentially. So that's why Farah is always going to be on your case because he's going to hear the voice every day. But that's why I'm going to be on your case because I'm like, yo. <laughs> but it's, it's down to your timing, but don't bottle it up because you don't know what God will do with that once it's out there. But God can't do much with it if you hold it back. Mm. Does that make sense? Anyway. I'm calling that H highlight. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys were then married for like three and a bit years and you have a baby during a global pandemonium, during a global pandemic. Blood. What is that like? 
I found it okay actually. Um, I think oh yeah, I was due before the month after um we were, went into lockdown, so I was ready to just call it quits, call work quits, <laughs> and be at home. Um, because I was heavy, I was so tired, and I just was like, if I, I think I'm gonna start my maternity early because I'm just tired. But then um, when I came home from work that um evening, they called me and said, oh Shireen, the, the um we're going into a lockdown so you don't have to come back in. And I was like, praise Jesus. <laughs> I don't have to come um, back into work because I was seen as... Um, high risk. High risk, mm. yeah. So I was like, it all worked in my favour, to be honest. No, I hear that. What's a far out for you? Because obviously, did they, did they start to put those restrictions in, sorry, in terms of only one birthing partner and all these kind of things? Those in place when you had... So what's that yeah, like? Because yeah. obviously there's plan. You make plans. Everyone makes plans. Like, oh, I'm gonna have my mom. I'm gonna have this person. Oh yeah, my auntie's coming. Cousin Radney coming from over there. So we're all gonna be in the room, and everyone's gonna be here. Someone's gonna be feeding me grapes. Someone's gonna give me banana. Someone's gonna fan me. Someone's gonna give me water. But now it goes down to just one person. What is that? Just you two in the room. What's that like? I, I loved it because I didn't want anybody else there. I was like. No, no sisters need to be here. No parents need to be here. No brothers, no cousins, no aunties, no church folk. Like nobody needs to be in here because I think my main focus was making sure that Sharina was okay mm. and my baby was good. Um, and so when they put that in, um, implementation, I was like, yeah, I'm cool with this. It was a bit weird because I didn't know if, if I was, because before, before we even got into the suite now, Sharina had to go and get checked. Mm. Um, and I wasn't even allowed in there. So I had to sit in the um in the hallway. So I was like, what is this? And I thought, this better not like this better not be the case when she's giving birth. Mm. Um, and then so when I saw her come out, she's like, right. she's like, yeah, but we have to go to the suite. She's like, oh yeah, you can come. I was like, oh, okay, I'm coming, <laughs> baby. Um, so yeah, th- that in the back of my mind, I was I was like a bit like, is like what's gonna happen? Because I I know how much of a vulnerable um situation or position. A, a woman can be in given mm. birth you get me um and that's excluding everything that that could happen or everything that is happening and so i was like i just want to be in there to be able to make the right decisions if Shuri is not able to mm, that's, that, and that's and that's key because mm. when the, the woman is in that position of the baby couple more centimeters dilated to start grabbing up your clothes start boxing you start doing all these kind of things you start to think, hold on, I'm gonna to need to make these decisions because you're not, you're where you are is not where you should be in terms to make these right decisions, and it's so key. But as young black parents having a child, one of the things I want to ask is, did you feel any like more weary considering like the more risk factors that are around you know black mothers having kids compared to any other kind of race? I I was um, really yeah because I was like I know how how crazy the, the medical system um is i don't like taking paracetamols mm. um and so i prefer to sleep a headache and so i was saying well what if she needs to have this and what if she loses blood or you know what if the baby can't breathe and they're trying to take my baby away but who am i going to stay with i'm going to stay with Serena. i'm going to go with my baby are they going to steal my baby like mm. all these things were in place i remember even when the lady came in to give Serena the epidural she's like um lean forward lean forward and i was like baby <laughs> you need to chill she got a whole belly in front of her. So I'll take it from here. So that's when I just scoot up a little bit um, and lean forward. And then she was able to do that. And so 
I'm super weary um, of the medical system because of the experiences mm. that we've had as a community. Um, not even so much that we've experienced personally, mm. but the things that we've seen and heard. Nah, I hear that. Serena, you was cool. You was just like, mm. Yeah, I was fine. I think I was more worried about being in the hospital full of COVID. It didn't cross my mind. Wow, so you're just like, yeah, I know I've got a baby, but this COVID thing... Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure about that. So, since you guys have become parents, how have you grown individually as yeah, people? Patience. Patience. I had patience before, but my patience now it's different. Isn't it? Up it's different. It's level still. It's level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I think yo in the middle of this panorama, <laughs> like <laughs> just but yo, like my patience has. I'm not. I'm easily irritated and mm. um, I'm not impressed by a lot. I'm not easily impressed. And so seeing Sharina carry um, the baby for all these months and then give birth and then, you know, only have one hour, two hours sleep, but still soldier on and continue to do the damn thing. My my appreciation and my gratitude for, for women mm. um, and life has, has increased as a person. Like it's mad. What was the first feelings when Azrael was born? Man, I just started bawling. <laughs> Too much emotion. I just wanted everybody out the room so I could stare at this baby, and I was just there like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, <laughs> everybody leave now. I just want to be with my baby, and I was just staring at her like, "Yo, like this is all us." Yeah. Mm. Um, and I can't believe that we waited so long for this moment mm. and here. Man, she was perfect in every single way, and she came at the perfect time mm. and that's not even like a cliche thing mm. like she came at the perfect time and that's what tends to happen well my son came at the perfect time as well that was because of the passing of my granddad so we buried my granddad that week that my son was born so it was just like yo this is crazy so for you guys what was happening around that time if you want to go into it that made it that that as I came at the perfect time well tr- trigger warning but this is deep okay <laughs> So boom. Um, so let's go back to February. So uh, on my birthday, um, we have the baby shower, mm. and we we found out that we're having a girl. Everybody's in fun spirits. The, I think it's the day after. My sister tells me that you know um, nobody's heard from my dad. These times he's in Saint Kitts. Mm. Nobody's heard from. So that's a bit weird because he's talking to at least one of us. Um, at some time he might not speak to me for two weeks. But he's talking to somebody else. Mm. Um, and that's just kind of how the communication rotated or however it did. Um, so then it's like, okay, we're making calls to the authorities. Where's my dad? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. He's missing. What are we going to do? So then we're waiting. So the whole of February, um, or maybe like the first two, three weeks, we're just waiting and we're in limbo. Like, where's my dad? What's going on? So then um, we get word that he's been murdered. And so um, I have to leave Sharina, who's what, seven, eight months, mm. about seven months pregnant, leave Sharina um, and to go to St. Kitts to sort all that out. I come back um, now um, and I have to go back to work. The pandemic is, it has hit. And so um, that's happened. And so now I'm just stuck home and I'm, I'm conscious about how I'm going to process you know the pandemic but also the murder of my dad mm. and so I'm conscious of 
you know, I can't burden Sharina with this because I need to make sure that she is in, in, is in perfect health, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of those things. And so I can't, you know, um, burden her with how I'm feeling. And so almost I'm kind of battling up. I can't grieve. Yeah, you're properly. trying to hold it together, innit? Yeah, like I just can't grieve. Um, I might have cried here and there, but I just couldn't grieve the way that I needed to or could. And then, you know, my dad's birthday hits April 24, and that's a whole thing in itself. Mm. And then, what, about five days later, as Raya's born, and all I can think about is, man, like, all of that has happened, um, but this baby is here. And so if, if she wasn't here, then I know that I would have been on a mad one. I just know it. I know that I would have been lashing out. Um, I know that I probably would, you know, just not not be home the way that I needed to be. Um, I would have been just just on a mad one. And so when that's why I was here or came, I was like, for the, for this for this baby girl that that is ours, you know, I have to keep it together. I need to make sure that the decisions that I'm making aren't gonna affect, you know, her in any way, mm. you know, in the present or in the future, as well as Sharina. And so when I say she came at the perfect time, I might just say, no, yeah, she made us a better person. And cause you know, life will do that. Mm. You don't need a baby to make you a better person. Tracks. And you get me. And so when she came, I was like, why you, <laughs> you little girl, like you don't even know how, like parents love their kids um, or should. Um, and I was just like, you don't even know the joy. That, mm. that you've brought and that you're bringing and that you will continue to bring like that you don't even know it's, it's a turnaround thing it turns around especially mm. when you're in that kind of moment as well it turns around you from being like yo where's my head at to now nah, i gotta focus yeah because it's no longer just hey chilling tofari doing your thing sharina doing your thing now it's like oh baby's here like our baby that we created two of us we now have a big responsibility as well as everything else that's going to be going on in your mind you now have to compartmentalize everything and be like okay this has to go here this has to go here and here needs to be my wife and my child so i can focus or for sharina it's like my husband and my child needs to be here so i can focus on everything and that's that's crazy like that that happened and the baby and as rai was then born that that's amazing but crazy at the same time so for you guys being married being a you know being parents when has there been a time where your foundation has been rocked as a married couple and how have you overcome that I think um sometimes well I don't want to speak for you but let me speak for me I think when outsiders are let in Mm. to the and for me that was like nobody could be in my ear but people kept lying on me um and so I was sleeping apparently with this one and that one I was stealing from this one and that one you know um I beat up this one and that one like so many lives are being told about me um and and I was just like I'm not even used to this happening like that's mad Mm. and so the effect that that had on um the marriage was shaking because I I, I was like I'm constantly having to um prove myself as not being this person not only to my wife, but these other people. And I also have to be conscious about how I'm doing that because me, I, I wanted to cut everybody um, and just fight people and all those things there. You get me? I'm, I'm a, I am was a work in progress and I still am. Mm. Um, and so I realised that Sharina didn't 
didn't respect that response um, and couldn't handle that response. And so I was conscious um, of how I was responding and that was shaking because I was like, well, I can't respond the way I need to or every week this something. So you should be thinking about me mm. um, not realising that it was impacting her as well. Yeah, I'd say the same. Um, it was hard. Like, am I going to believe my husband or am I going to leave the lives of these people? Wow. And it wasn't just like it was two people. It was huge amounts of people. Um, and so there was, there was days where I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Mm. Um, and I'd just go into myself. I'd, I'd lock myself in the room. I wouldn't speak. I wouldn't do anything. And it was just, it was just a mad time. And I was just, I was ready to call it quits, to be honest. Really? Mm-hmm. Even though, like, you didn't know, well, even though your husband's saying, listen, you need to believe me, da-da-da-da-da, you've got these people with all these accusations and whatever, whatever, you were just like, listen, I'm done. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, yeah, these are the things people don't um, tell you. Again, it comes back to marriage counselling. Like, nobody says, if this happens, how to manage that. And so, for me, it was just the easy way out. Mm. So how did you, how did you to overcome that? Uh, again, we saw how. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, from, from real genuine people who, who, are, yeah. who are friends, um, who we knew genuinely cared about us, but who had also been, been through, the, through the same thing, you get me? And so, I remember one time, I went to go sit with one of my friends and I was just like, I'm ready to leave. You get me, I'm over it, like I'm done. And he was just like, okay, far I hear what you're saying, understand all of that. And he asked me some questions. He was like, but really, can you really see yourself without Sharina? Like, is this what you really want? And I was like, mm, no. I said, go home then and sort it out. And then there was another um, another couple of our veterans who were married um, and they sat down with us. And we were just able to just really be open and honest without judgment mm. and just be like, man, this is how I'm feeling. This is what's happening. And they were able to talk us through that mm. and help us to share our um, our feelings and how we should be uh, unpacking and manoeuvring um, those things. And that was a huge help. And you know what's crazy is that both of you were at the point where you was like, I'm done, but from two different angles. Like, <laughs> Sharina's trying to process all this information and she's like, this is too much. <laughs> Tafares trying to like defend his name, prove himself and be like, yo, listen, just believe. I just need her to believe me. I can imagine what's going through your head. But you both were like, you know what? Um, and it comes back to the whole communication thing that we talked about earlier, where Sharina saying she didn't really want to communicate. Tafares like, I'm trying to do the best that I can, but you had to understand each other in that, in that space and in that time to have those kind of conversations essentially. So what advice would you give to someone or to, to a couple who are going through similar things where things seem like they're breaking down, things seem like they're, they're, they're taking a turn for the worst. What advice individually would you give to them? You can get through it. Mm. I mean, if we did, you guys can too. Um, there's no situation too hard that can't be turned around. Um, just rem- always remember um, your vows and the commitment that you made to each other. Um yeah i thought the same thing you know yeah. like literally remember why you got married um and and think to yourself can you live without this person and is this fixable doesn't matter how hard it's going to be mm. doesn't matter how long it might take is it fixable and do you want to remain um with this person mm. because you know for us we always said 
divorce isn't an option. Um, and even if we were to divorce, we were never thinking, oh, well, I'm going to get remarried because we don't believe in that. You get me? Um, and so, like, nobody wants to be alone. And I think loads of people kid themselves and be like, oh, well, I can be alone. I've been by myself for so long. But who doesn't long to just have somebody who loves on them through the good and the bad mm. and somebody who you can just confide in and somebody who you can just trust unconditionally? I know if I tell Sharina anything, I know that it's not going to hit the ears of anybody. Mm. And if I tell Sharina something in confidence, then it's not, then, you know, she's going to hold that with integrity. And so, yeah, man, like nobody wants to be alone. Yeah. Nobody. I don't believe people who say that they want to be alone. Yeah. That's good advice because people might not be going through the same situation that you guys went through, but that advice can transcend through different situations, different problems, different issues. So now we move forward a little bit because obviously as Ryan gets older, you guys have been married for four years. YouTube channel, The Robos, <laughs> comes out. Talk to me about why you started a YouTube channel and what you're trying to achieve by from doing that? I think there's not enough uh, representation of this. Okay. Of, of young, black, Christian love mm. that doesn't... That looks fun. Yeah, that looks fun. Mm. You get me that looks honest. That looks like roller coaster. You get me? And so we want to show that. We want to show that, yes, we are Christians. Yes, we are married. Yes, we're, we have careers and, and baby and you know, all those things. But, you know, there, there's pieces to this, this puzzle mm. and, and it's fun. As hard as it is, I, I would never change marrying Sharina and having a baby and living this life because it gets better. Mm. Like, we are in such a good place. Like, Sharina irritates me. I irritate her, but now we know how to manoeuvre mm. that. You get me? And I, I just, I'm more in love with her than I've ever been. And she's going to, when we go upstairs, she's going to be like... Oh, you didn't have that energy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> Tell people where they can find you on YouTube. Let them know when the videos is coming out because it's every Friday, every Friday, 6 p.m. Is that right? Is that correct? We hope to. Oh. Yeah, we, we aim to drop a weekly video, but why? It's parent life <laughs> and this the way that this thing, technology isn't on our side sometimes, yo. It's oh. the editing for me. <laughs> It's been on maternity. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to, to use technology. I love when you say that. It's still on maternity. Girl, please. Everything to do with maternity. You got an excuse. You can come back to that every single time. Listen, I don't know. I don't know how to drive this car. Maternity. maternity. I don't know how to cook. You know what? Maternity. Like, all right. I'm just going to have to cook everything because I just don't know how to use the frying no, pan. No, it was like that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's jokes. <laughs> my final question to you two with where you two are both at in life right now, what one piece of advice would you give to yourself individually and then as a couple? Individually, um, just be my authentic self and just believe um, in what God has given me because it is powerful mm. and he didn't he didn't say it for no reason so yeah um, yeah I think for now I would say um to myself is or one advice one piece of advice I would give is um truly be comfortable with who you are um and know how to know how to display that 
you get me in the in the most um genuine um and comfortable way um because I feel like sometimes I was living I was living my truth but I was doing it in such a way that wasn't showing my my true character yeah. um yes I might seem like I'm really direct and I'm super honest and I just say how it is but I love people um and I don't ever want to see anybody hurt with what I'm saying what I'm doing and so yeah just careful <laughs> with how with how you're displaying your that your truth yeah and what one piece of advice would you give to you guys as a couple and as parents what one piece of advice would you collectively give to yourselves have fun with it <laughs> yeah. just continue to be open honest and transparent mm. and communication communication <laughs> it's the key it's the key to Farai Sharina thank you guys very much for this conversation I really appreciate it and guys it's been Conversation with H with the robots thank you guys for coming on really appreciate it and thank you guys for tuning in to Conversation with H we'll have more content for you coming very very soon